Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. <clears throat> Whoa. Hello. 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 Hi. Are you afraid? You should be very afraid. Oh, we're doing a- ASMR. No, I'm just whispering because oh. that's supposedly spooky. <laughs> Well, anything you do is kind Welcome of Welcome to It's Our Turn. <gasps> it's Our Turn. <laughs> Queers and Cults. The spooky edition. Ooh. Go home. Okay. <laughs> no, don't go home. I don't know how to do all this. <laughs> <laughs> Who signed my paycheck? <laughs> I'm, Who's going to sign I'm my st- paycheck? I'm stealing your joke. Uh, um, um, today we're going to be talking um, a lot about manipulation and mani- uh, manipulation through fear fear uh i can't do words today <laughs> <laughs> which is really unfortunate being that this is an audio only medium please i can't just depend on my looks Wait. to get me through this time <laughs> so we're gonna do sign language for the rest of the show <laughs> yeah. um it'll be very engaging and yeah. very entertaining and we'll have lots of things to say but you won't be able to hear it. i'm sorry just listen very carefully <clears throat> um we're gonna be talking <laughs> We're gonna be that, that. I feel like that was probably rude, <laughs> in several ways. Um, uh, we're gonna be talking about fear specifically. Um, we're kicking off this spooky season mm-hmm. with talking about fear, specifically fear as a means of manipulation. Yeah, um, which is very prominent in the religious communities. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a very common thread. I feel like in toxic religion because I don't know why. I don't know if it's how humans are like just wired inherently, but like if you want someone to do something like positive motivation works, but if you scare the shit out of them, they'll do it twice as fast. Mm -hmm. Like it's miserable for them. But if the person trying to quote unquote motivate them, doesn't care about their feelings, like fear is an incredibly powerful motivator mm-hmm. and that's just makes me sad it's unfortunate it's really, really unfortunate yeah um but it's very effective it's yeah. very effective i don't know if it was like this for you but growing up 
Um, whoops, phone making noise. I apologize. Um, I didn't do anything to get ready. <laughs> I just like, fucking sat in the chair and was like, sure, let's start, as I do. Um, <laughs> well, it worked out. It's fine. Um, I don't know if this, it was like this for you, but my church, the, the, the church that I, oh, I didn't, we didn't introduce ourselves. My name is Aiden Ash. Um, my pronouns are they, them. I am Tony. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Um, and I'm sure if you're new to the show, I'll just, we'll just, we, we, this is a podcast where we talk about our experiences, um, with toxic religion. We don't bash religion or anything like that. We just talk about our experiences and what we, what we went through and then how that has affected our lives and our kind of like opinions about that in a broader sense. And, um, as we've already stated, we're talking about fear and, uh, me growing up for me, my church, I was raised Pentecostal, very strict, very, it was very much like a cult and talk about terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Spooky, spooky, spooky. (laughs) The irony of the fact that we did not believe in Halloween. Right. Yeah. But, church was that was the scariest thing that's ever happened definitely couldn't go trick-or-treating which god seriously let's like i want to talk about fear i do want to talk about fear yeah but can we talk about how outrageous it was that oh that how silly it was that like halloween was so you know like oh we can't like we got to go trick-or-treating when we were kids when we were like kids kids like really young but as soon as we could like understand um uh as soon as we can understand what Halloween quote unquote meant mm-hmm. um it was uh we weren't allowed to participate anymore did they ever do like uh did your church ever do um like a Halloween event where where they just have candy for all the kids and that's eventually we did like fall festivals kind of thing mm-hmm. where we would have like uh like a uh an alternative it was like a halloween alternative you right. know yeah. there's like a bunch of candy we did a bunch of games we set up it was we would set up like games and stuff and then just have like a bunch of kids come through and mm-hmm. and play the games and get candy for it it was it was it was cool but it was just so i don't know it was just so silly you know right it was just so silly to like be that they're like know. let's let's do an event to keep the children from participating in an event <laughs> well and it, it, it it was like so the irony uh, for me okay so something has power if you give it power mm-hmm. so like so if like i like you can instill i mean it kind of comes back to fear like you can instill fear about something into someone that they are not inherently afraid of a lot of a good example of that is like bugs and snakes and right. you know rep, the different things like that a lot of people are afraid of them because their parents made them afraid of them Mm -hmm. and so something like like something so there's a kind of an exchange with that with it's for a certain amount of fear there's kind of an exchange you know like scary movies are scary if you're scared of them you know like if there's some kind of and i'm i'm excluding like mental health i I don't like i don't watch horror movies because it fucks me up it like gets in my brain my brain (coughs) goes away with it runs away with it and and it triggers my ptsd and then i'm i'm a mess you know but like that aside, kind of like things have fear if you give it fear. So like Halloween seemed so it was like if they didn't talk so much about it, if they didn't 
make such a big deal about it mm-hmm. if they didn't constantly like warn us against the the the, the horrible things of like it would have just been like yeah people dress up and they do whatever but we right. don't do that you know but it was like they gave they gave things they gave so many things so much power by speaking it that that fear and speaking that power into it you right know? which is just so ironic to me yeah my dad uh burned my Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> oh my god on the grill on the grill on the grill did he at least use some barbecue sauce <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Did he at least use some flavors? I was so upset. I just realized I have what, it, you know what? It doesn't matter. Because they were, you know, demonic. Meanwhile, he would play World of Warcraft and <laughs> Skyrim. Love Skyrim. That's so funny. But like, you know, that's fine. I used to, up until like I was in, like, I was a, an adult before I realized that D and D had nothing to do with devil worship. Like I thought it was like. Ouija boards, mm-hmm. Ouija boards, D and D, same mm-hmm. thing. Just no. you know, summoning demons. It's really not. <laughs> it's nothing like that at all. Mm. Like it's so. It, and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like our church preached heavily love and acceptance and and you know like happiness and joy and and the only way to find that is through God. But yet they. Everything was fear. You were you weren't yeah. running to God. You were running away from the devil. You know, and so many of these things would not have had power if if they they didn't give it to them. You know, yeah. like like it, I'm trying to think of like when you're when you're like raising a kid and you're talking about like you know like the kind of the concept of like you know people can only hurt you with their words if you allow them to. And I don't believe in that whole sticks and stones thing. I believe that words are very powerful. But when you're like raising your kid, you can be like, you know, you can choose not to accept that. You know, you can choose not to believe that that's true. You Mm -hmm. know, like um, you don't have to believe what society says about your body or your whatever, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's the same kind of concept where it was like they could have just been like, I mean, yeah, D&D, sure, it's like... Some people say that it summons the devil, but like, like if you really believed that God was more powerful and that we were more powerful than the devil because of God, then why is he so dangerous? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, why do we have to be so afraid of him if we're so much more quote unquote powerful? You know, I used to. Um, so there was a book I read back in my uh, religious days. I've read okay. lots of books. Um, did you? I did, actually. Did you ever read the Bible all the way through? Not all the way through. I think I skipped, like, uh, numbers in Deuteronomy. Oh. I yeah. was like, I think I'll just skip. Leviticus? <laughs> I read Levit- Leviticus. Did you? Yeah, all but it laws? was, yeah. I handle the laws. Um, I don't know if it was, like, an assignment or something, but, yeah. I read that. And then, um, so I read a book once that talked about how this guy was basically saying that things have um, spiritual, like material things can have a spiritual attachment. So um, be careful what you get at the thrift store because somebody who owned that thing before yeah. yep. might have been yep. a witch or something yep. like that. And totally. and this item now has like a demon possessed to it and yeah. who, wherever you bring that item, you know. Yep. I'm like, and like so many people in my church realm believed in that kind of stuff. It's outrageous. There was one time we picked up, we were hiking 
and there was like this a little circle. Yeah. That uh, it looked like a little, I don't know. Um. Maybe they were dancing around the circle. And yeah, just doing like sticks and stones or rocks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, there was like a uh, there was a dollar coin, and um, it was probably a ritual. <laughs> yeah, realistic. There was a dollar coin there, and um, one of my uh, buddies at the time picked it up, and me and uh, this other girl were freaking out, being like, "Don't touch! Don't it. touch it. it! It could..." And he was like, "Whatever." And he was right. Like, yeah, it was, it's like a fucking like, dollar. I'm right. gonna go buy candy with it. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, like don't touch it. It could be spiritually charged. I feel negatively like, spiritually charged. I feel like it's that one of my one of my one of my major pet peeves in like superhero shows mm-hmm. is when they set up somebody as being like incredibly powerful, the most powerful being on the planet. You know, they've got they can just do all of this incredibly powerful shit and then somebody with like no superpowers like punches them in the side of the face and they're done for you know it's like <laughs> you can command all the forces of all the elements no one's been able to touch you for a thousand years and some like dude named you know joseph like comes up behind you and like scares you and all of a sudden you fucking shit yourself and you can't do anything like what like what I, it's like the what? hulk like the hulk when they dumbed him down and made him like weak yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. He was like so powerful before, and I, now he's like squishy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's one of, it was one of the things, one of my favorite all, shows of all time is uh, Once Upon a Time. I fucking love that show. But like, they, oh, con- yeah. they would constantly set up the main character, Regina, mm-hmm. or the. the love the, her. The, uh, oh, yeah, we should talk about this. We should have a whole separate podcast. <laughs> about um, uh, or like the, the dark one is like just like having the, the, the most powerful untouchable magic ever right it even like she even like is set up in the story as like the most the strongest practitioner of magic and then the amount of times that she that someone just fucking slaps her and she's (laughs) incapacitated you know what i'm saying yeah like i don't get it like you're either the most powerful or you're not Mm -hmm. and that's what i didn't understand about the whole satan devil jesus thing it was like Jesus fucking created the planet, created the devil. He's the, he's the most powerful being, according to them, the mm-hmm. most powerful being ever. And we have access to that power because we're Christians. And the fucking devil can trick us by putting a demon into a, a, a fucking stone on the ground. And if we pick it up, we're possessed and that's it. Right. I don't get it. <laughs> right. I don't get it. You know, it just doesn't, it didn't make any sense to me. You know, speaking of the, you know, fear... I remember one time having uh, a full panic attack over thinking or believing that I had. Oh wait, I had a thought. And oh, you did. I, I'm or sorry. I was saying something, and then you started dinging. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. I'm you're sorry. fine. Thanks, we'll fight later. Okay. Um, we'll talk so, about this later. <laughs> I actually brought you here today. Um, this is an intervention. <laughs> yeah. I brought you here today to talk about <laughs> talk about fear. God, Aiden did that to me. It was so funny. One and of my I best moments. panicked. We were just meeting up to have coffee or hang out. And I before before you said anything, I like put my <laughs> hands together and stared you straight in the eye. I said, I've actually brought you here today to, and then just didn't finish it. I thought you were going to piss yourself. <laughs> I thought you were going to like, like straight oh, up like... just shit yourself on that, in, right out in front of God and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not again. <laughs> what happened? This is how it started last time. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Where are they? Who's taking me away? Um. Anyway, I had a panic attack one time over thinking that I committed the unforgivable sin. <gasps> you had sex with a man? Not that one. <laughs> uh, you wore brown shoes with a black suit? Now, I would argue that's an unforgivable sin. Uh, agreed. But. Absolutely sa- same. You know, maybe it's laundry day or something, or you're, you know. No excuses. <laughs> No. Oh, hold on a second. I'm going down. (laughs) On (laughs) whomst? I'm dropping it low. Uh, Will you finish your thought? Oh, yes. This podcast is a mess. We're a mess here. I apologize, people. So, um, anyway, the unforgivable sin, I believe it's in, like, Acts or something like that, but it's basically um, when you... uh, when you like deny the Holy Spirit or or oh, or yes. lie yes. about the Holy Spirit <gasps> or lie to Holy Spirit, like it was I like forgot about that. It was the like unforgivable some, yeah. sin. Like first of all, it didn't really make sense. No. Like I thought about it in so many different ways. I'm like, so how do I know if I'm not going to commit that or something? You know, like I'm terrified. Like, was it denouncing the Holy Spirit? Not necessarily. It was like, well, in some places, some churches, they would say they would interpret it as that, but. Others would say, like... I'm looking it up right now. Okay, yeah. Keep talking. I I feel like it was interpreted differently, like, in every church I went to. I remember this. I just don't remember what it was. One church was like, don't even worry about that. Like, you're not going to commit the unforgivable... They believed in it, but they didn't... They were like, you're not... You'll be fine. I was like, well, great. What (laughs) is the unforgivable sin? Blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. What the fuck is blasphemy? I know, like, what it is... I know, and, like, every church interprets it completely fucking different. It's almost like they bend the definition or the truth to fit their agenda. (laughs) Wowzers! What a concept. (laughs) The act or offense of speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things. Profane talk. Well, I'm fairly fairly certain this entire podcast is the unforgivable sin. Well, whoops. I guess uh, we don't have... Guess there's no mercy for us. Might as well just live how we're gonna fucking live because we've already done it. <laughs> shit. We are we are out of luck. We are shit out of luck. On we this are. One. I don't even know what happened. Oh, I remember what happened. I do remember what happened. I was uh, watching. I don't know. Porn. No. <laughs> no worse. No, I'm just kidding. Fox News. Actually, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a. It was a pastor or something <laughs> speaking <laughs> or doing. Benny Hinn. <laughs> it might have been Benny Hinn, actually. <laughs> there was a, it was a charismatic Joel Olstein. <gasps> no, no, I talk about the unforgivable sin. I never liked him, even when no, I was in I church. Didn't either. I He's... thought he was like fake. I mean, I probably should, we should, probably shouldn't be talking about specific people, but you know what the fuck ever. Like he, I swear to fucking God, if I was going to believe in androids taking over anything, he's the first person that I would think that would be like you fucking peel it back that skin. You've got you know. <laughs> I robot back there, you know. Honestly, two I think eyes connected to personally. I think wires. Kenneth Copeland is worse. Than I don't know who that is. Kenneth Copeland's crazy. What were you gonna say? You were gonna say something. I was watching anyway. Somebody, Benny Hinn, somebody, and uh, I immediately I just thought I don't know if I believe this. Like there was charismatic things happening, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I went, I don't know if I believe this. And then all of a sudden, I got struck yes. with fear because yep. it was that whole unforgivable yep. sin yep. 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 and I freaked the fuck out I'm like I'm going to hell this is I just... it and I can't do anything about it yep. yeah it do was you want to talk awful. sorry go ahead 
No, you want to talk about manipulation. You want to talk about like the 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 core the core of manipulation and control is and I know this sounds this sounds like obvious or um, I know this sounds like I don't I can't think of the word but but like convincing someone that they don't have agency over their own life which you're, I'm like yeah that's probably the de- de- definition of manipulation but until you experience it, mm-hmm. it in that in that intensity I remember coming out of church and people like meeting people who weren't religious or hadn't, you know, they weren't currently religious or had wasn't raised in religion or whatever. And them just being like, yeah, I don't believe that. And I was like, what? You can just say no. You can just mm-hmm. choose not to believe something. Yeah. You can just like, you have that agency over your life to be able to just say no. Like I didn't. No, I had that option. Right. Like there was there was serve God or be in or like be on opposition to him. There wasn't there wasn't anything else. So I could choose to live my life, but it would be in opposition to God. There was no nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know? I had a cu- I have a cousin. I had a cousin. You ha- He's still he's still alive. Um okay. so anyway, my cousin <laughs> <laughs> Um I think we were like he was like thirteen, I was like twelve. And I remember um, him saying, I was like, I was start talking about God or something. He's like, oh, I don't believe in God. And I went, huh? Yeah. And I said, um, you can't do that. That's he said, he, he said, uh, yeah, I kind of tried out Christianity or whatever. I'm like, tried out? Was then you're not phase? doing it right. You know, <laughs> I was like one of those. Like, yeah. Ugh. If you don't like it, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> or it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. Listen, everybody loves Jesus. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> That's our job to teach them. Praise the Louia. Praise the Louia. <laughs> I just, I literally don't have words to express. Like, I can't, I genuinely can't think of a way to express it. Um, like vocally how intense that control and manipulation is and how that getting back to fear, like how terrified I was of everything, everything that fear Mm -hmm. of that. I mean, I remember being taught that, you know, to constantly ask for forgiveness throughout the day in case you did something that was a sin that you didn't know was a sin. Right being taught to pray at the end of the night at like before you go to bed in case you sinned and didn't know it. Yep. So it's like, there's you always got to pray over your food. <laughs> there's this God that created us and then created the person who created sin, gives us free agency, wants us to believe him and trust him and serve him because he loves us. It's like, it's like fucking taxes, you know, like you owe us, if you don't, well, how much do I owe you? Well, we're not going to tell you that. Oh, so you don't know? No, we know. We're just not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what happens if I give you the wrong amount? You go to jail. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's how Christianity works, you know? Right. Like, yep. like, you have to serve me to get into heaven. Plus, there's thousands of denominations. Yeah. And, and just uh, one religion. According to us, there was only Pentecostalism. Right. There was nothing else. And according to Southern Baptists, there's only Southern Baptists. And even in Pentecostalism, there was only like us fucking fifty going to hell, going to heaven. You know, everyone else was questionable. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's just so what that like again i've said this on this podcast often if you take the quote-unquote jesus factor out of that behavior that teaching it's abuse mm -hmm. it's an abusive relationship how we were raised to believe to view jesus to view christianity to view salvation if you take the Jesus out of it, it was an abusive relationship. Absolutely. It, the de definition, if you just were like, oh, this is what it was like. Oh, you're in an abusive relationship. I, yeah. You got to get out of that. I like, mean, just the book of Job, the whole thing I, I, oh, is I literally, <laughs> I've literally been thinking about this. This is just, you know, brain, live brainstorming, which we do sometimes. Yeah. I've literally been thinking about like doing our show and having a topic because I've been thinking about doing a show and having a topic. <laughs> What's it called? Those are two things we don't do. We don't have a topic ever. <laughs> we never stick to anything. Yeah. But like, like let's say for, let's say for this, let's say we're going to talk about Job in the show. Okay. You know, we just talk about that kind of thing, overarching. But then like having like, like getting together or doing something on a different day where we like deep dived just into that story. Mm -hmm. And Job is one of the things I want to talk about because you fucking talk about an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. You talk about like. Like, <clears throat> I have trust issues, huge trust issues. Obviously, I was in a cult. Um, and so for me to build trust with someone, like, like, I adore you, Tony. We are, I consider you a very good friend. And, and um, you are very important to me. And I, it has, it, it's been a conscious decision and sometimes still is for me to, trust you trust that you're gonna everything from trusting that you're gonna show up to the coffee date we set to trusting that you'd have my back if i was you know sick or needed help or trusting that you'd be there well for let's me. not let's not let's not push it i let know, I know. This let's is lower just, the bar this a little is like, bit this is <laughs> metaphorical hypothetical you know i'm just using you because you're in the room i don't expect anything from you <laughs> what is that that katya and uh, there's one episode of uh the uh, katya and Tri trixie and katya on on youtube and she <laughs> says uh she looks cut tells looks to katya and says you're my best friend and i expect nothing of you <laughs> <laughs> like i don't expect anything of you <laughs> yeah 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 it's like i That's... it was my birthday party or something she goes i didn't expect you to be there i was surprised <laughs> it, was, it was funny anyway. <laughs> um but like even though i know in theory that you be the way you behave in our relationship is constantly confirming that you're committed that you're that you that you value me as much as I value you that we have a friendship that we have a relationship you know mm -hmm. etc and still because of this I have to constantly because of my trauma I have to constantly you know choose to believe that right and so you want so you're telling me that Jesus God the ultimate the the person who created love the person who created humans simply because he wanted there to be something for him to love is love. The person who <laughs> literally is love. They didn't even create. They are love. Mm -hmm. You're you're telling me that like that I can't that at any moment they could be like, yeah, sure, go ahead, beat the shit out of them, take everything they have, kill all their children, take them from you know take take them from successful and happy and comfortable and enjoyable take them down to where they literally w are begging for death and, and won't get it give them every disease on the face of the planet they'll still love me over, that's an abusive relationship over a bet over a bet these are two fucking godlike deities playing fucking blackjack with humans 
You know, I got. <laughs> bet you won't. Bet you won't do if I do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. How about I kill all those children? <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Satan. Yeah, get rid of them. I can make new ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What it's the like everybody's fuck? like. I love how churches talk about Job. Like, see, he got everything back in like tenfold, basically. You know, it's like okay, but he lost. Did God resurrect his dead children? His no. Whole family. He lost his whole family. And his whole farm and Just all the his fact animals. That he could everything. fucking <laughs> reproduce and create new children. That that story has always baffled me, because it's like, it it it. it, it if if my family, if my fucking oh my god, if my nephews, I don't even like thinking about this, but if for some tragic reason my nephews, you know, cease to exist mm-hmm. tomorrow, and my sister had two more kids, it wouldn't be like oh, well, I was afraid I was gonna, you know, I was afraid I was gonna have to mourn them for the rest of my life, but you fucking pushed out two more humans, Look so I guess god I'm has fine. Blessed you with more children. Bull fucking <laughs> shit. That's not how it works. Yeah. That kind of that kind of like reorganizing reality is mm-hmm. like, like it, it is just infuriating, baffling. Well, even towards even at the end, when um, Job was basically asking for some answers, like "What the fuck, God?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Don't ask questions. Just have just, faith." Just me. Why? You've given me no reason to trust you. You've given me, in fact, you've given me every reason. You, he was like, God, was like, who are you to trust? question me? I'm God. <laughs> okay. You, that is, can you imagine, can you imagine being a parent of a child, a, 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 a defenseless child, and your fucking, essentially your arch nemesis, the, that, that, you know, that shitty person over there that you absolutely hate came up and said, I bet I could convince your kid not to like you. And you just step aside and let them do whatever the fuck they wanted to them. And then and then at the end of it, when your kid's like, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, parent, um, this was really shitty. Why did you let them do this to me? Don't question me. I love you and you know it. That's called abuse. Right. That's called abuse. I don't, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that whole book is, it's, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. I, my, my mom actually one day, it was me, my mom, my little brother who's, um, autistic mm-hmm. and we're, um, we're in the same room together and then she starts opening up the Bible and starts reading and she chooses Job. And my little brother starts, he's like, starts shaking and like his, his facial expressions were like, like he was getting like nervous yeah, and scared. Anxious, stressed out. And um, I said, and I literally had, I was like, mom, stop. Re- can you see, you see your child shaking right now? Could you stop reading Job to him? That story is so traumatic. And she just like, oh, okay. You know what I got? <sighs> you know what I got from that story? Yeah, I, I can imagine that 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 uh, your little brother was having that reaction because, like, there's no filter. He's not masking in any capacity. Like that is the mm-hmm. reaction that you have to that story. I remember, I, I remember being a kid and being terrified that God was going to do that to me, that He was going to somehow want to test my faith and I was going to lose my whole family. Yeah. That's what I was afraid of. I wasn't like afraid of like how am I going to prove to God that I love Him. It was like, oh, I think God's going to like fucking get a hair up his ass and decide to test me and take everything I, I have because he's mm-hmm. like, that's sadistic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, 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 
You want to talk about evil? Like, here's, oh, so, okay. Something someone said to me, I was talking to a friend of mine, very wise person, that we were talking about addiction and we were talking about someone who's in, like, a, an abuse, they were, at the time, we were talking about someone who was in an abusive relationship with someone, and I was asking for advice on how I could help them if I could, and telling them what, you know, the person who was the addict was doing, and then what the, their partner was doing. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, I don't know what to do. And they said, they were they said, you know, this this person, the person who has the the, the addiction issue they're behaving exactly as you would expect them to. They're behaving like an addict. Right. They said, the person I'm concerned about is their partner who's not leaving, who's not doing anything about, who's allowing themselves to be exposed to that behavior, who's allowing their, their environment to be exposed to that behavior. Like, that's the person I'm concerned about because they must have some serious mental health issues or trauma or, you know, something, PTSD that's, that's, convincing them they're not good enough to get out of that and right. it blew my mind because i was like i've never thought of it that way we always focus on the person you know we always focus which that's a societal issue you know like like um demonizing addiction and 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 creating like you know structure of like oh well i don't i don't have this problem so i'm better than that person because they have a problem that's all fucking bullshit mm -hmm. you know you like you look down at the addict who's you know who maybe like can't stop drinking and you think you're better and then you go spend $150 on two coffees and a pair of shoes when you can't feed your children and you think mm -hmm. you're better. You know, it's that kind of shit. We all have shit. We're all doing shit, whatever, whatever it is you're doing. We're all, we're all fucked up and we're just trying to make it through the day. So have compassion. Exactly. But I'm perfect, but yes, of yeah. course we're, we're coming from a different, we are actually better, but you know, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink. <laughs> yeah. Of course you don't. Uh, not in the last five minutes. Um, <laughs> you probably don't need to because you're still detoxing from the stuff you drank last night. I'm still drunk from last <laughs> night. I feel fine. I don't drink. I absorb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a sponge. Sucking it. Um, uh, but anyways, that's how, like, that story of Job, that's kind of how I view it, where it's like, the Satan, and the hypothetical that there really is a Jesus and a Satan, Satan was behaving exactly as you would expect him to. Mm -hmm. He's fucking evil. He wants to destroy people. The real fucked up one who was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Right. Like, I have all the power in the world. I could protect you forever. You've already proven your love to me. I don't need you to prove it to me again. Mm -hmm. I'm, in fact, actually rewarding you for your behavior and your commitment to me. But I'm going to step inside and let, and let this person who's behaving exactly as we would expect them to, to do all that shit. So who's really the villain in that story? Right. I think we all know. <laughs> I think so. We all know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, fear. But that story, like that story, genuinely freaked me out as a kid. Like I, it was very terrifying. Yeah, that and Revelations. Oh God, Revelations. Do we even have time? Let's take a break. Let's. Look. So we're talking about fear. You were, um, whenever you're, whenever you're done taking your selfie, by all means, please. Just we're actually live on Instagram. Why? Uh, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you I warn me? I just said, me? I said, we're about to be live on Instagram. You did not say that. I did. I might have said it quietly. You said it quietly. Also, I don't listen to you half the time, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is um, <laughs> quite accurate and true. So we're talking about fear. You brought up Revelations. 
Uh, Terrifying. Yeah. You know what? Tell us about this. Tell us about tell us about Revelations and why you're afraid of it. My father actually was very much into Revelations, end times, prophecies, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and I remember being just a wee lad, (laughs) and him telling me just a wee lad. (laughs) Telling me how the world's going to end and all this stuff. Oh, God, I know. And I literally would, like, shake. And yeah. Like, I'd be, and I'd be like, Ooh. Did you guys believe in the rapture? Mm-hmm. Oh, the rapture. You yeah. want to talk about fear. Terrifying. Any second. Nobody knows who, except, nobody knows, not even the son of God knows when exactly. the timing's going to happen. But, but you know, it's definitely in our lifetime. You uh, hear that all the time. Every, like, for every, my grandparents thought it was in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. My parents thought it was in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Right, yeah. I, uh, 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 there was this time I was probably like 12 or 13 and I, uh, um, I was terrified of the rapture as we all were. And the rapture was, is terrifying, you know, yeah. because that concept that I, cause we were also taught that like you could accidentally sin. So you could have like a thought that was a sin and then not know it. And then the rapture happened and you're fucking screwed. That's it. Yeah. You could have lived your entire life as a perfect model Christian and then they say be careful um, because if you don't have time to ask for forgiveness, then yep, you're not gonna make you know, the perfect model Christian. And then you're walking down the street and you look at that guy's ass and you're like, Oh, nice ass! No. And then good Jesus comes back and you're screwed. No golden ticket for you, exactly. Doomed to be a homosexual, no <laughs> Jesus on the rest of the planet. And then, trigger warning, we were taught that the only way to possibly make it into heaven after the rapture was to be a martyr. You couldn't, you couldn't. You couldn't unalive yourself. You had to be. Yeah. You had to be murdered by the evil cr- people yep. who hated Christians. That was the only way you had a chance mm-hmm. of um, getting into heaven after seven the seven year tribulation. Terrifying. Seven year tribulation. The, each and like, year, like a new version of hell. Oh, God, the stories. Demons on the planet. People just like. Sprouting from the ground. Demons coming. In. Remember the. Uh, what it was, it was like a head of a man, body of a, or tail of a scorpion, or and body of a locust, or something like that. And like head of a, uh, a like a, like head of a lion or something, but a face of a man. Well, it was those. It's like bug demons. Yeah. Oh, it was terrifying. And was... they come out and they sting you, and then you're basically in excruciating pain, but can't die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was the thing. You can't die like after the rapture. You have to be murdered. You can't die. And 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 or something. It was something outrageous like that yeah and uh oh yeah and then the like the four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of thing yeah the, or there was like death and each one brought like, or there was like seven of them or ten of them or four of them i don't remember but each one brought like a new plague over the whole earth mm-hmm. there's gonna be this huge, and then that 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 one specific demon that was like a face of a lion but like body of a this and a tail of a that and a whatever and it was like the seven heads remember oh, the, the seven headed demon the seven headed beast yeah yeah i, I mean and it, it it's like it's like that feeling I, f- I feel like when you watch a really scary movie. So you watch a horror film, a fucking psychological horror with yeah. an elder, like an eldritch. There's an eldritch horror kind of concept where it's like the eldritch horror concept is actually like the, the, the thing that you're afraid of and terrified, the monster you don't actually see. That's what's so terrifying about it. Like like um, Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. Never That's seen that. But that, that was an Eldritch Horror. I can't remember if they ever revealed what it was in the end, but that whole, like, if you look at it, you, mm-hmm. that's how it gets you. So you never actually see 
the 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 scary the the horror that's an that that concept is like an eldritch horror your grandmother changing in the kitchen you walk in on her <laughs> eldritch horror right <laughs> terrifying scar <laughs> <laughs> for life um uh so it's like that horror movie eldritch horror kind of thing combined with like like a like one of those movies where it's talking about global warming and then the whole fucking you know like like uh what was that like 2012 or something that movie do you remember mm-hmm. that movie or like um the day after tomorrow Fuck that's another one that movie but this, this is what i'm <laughs> talking about the feeling is like horror plus eldritch horror plus global warming the world ends thing and it's real mm-hmm. like that's what the stories of revelations that is the you mix all of that into one emotion that was the feeling that was the fear yeah you knew it was going to happen and you just couldn't you know like that and then yeah how they focused on the fact that you would be do you remember the left behind series yeah kurt cameron yeah we were like forced to watch it do you think kurt cameron's gay yeah you know (laughs) we can talk about that later come on discuss come on he's he's a a little queer oh absolutely Everybody's a little queer. i think he's a little more than a little <laughs> yeah, He's you're cute. not. No one's that terrified of the end times unless you are. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's trying to say that's true, <laughs> right? Actually, otherwise you're fucking like, like yeah, fuck it, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, 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 I'm straight. So I'm like, oh shit. Jesus. You know, I watched gay porn that one time, and, and I really enjoyed it. And I think God's not gonna take me. Yeah, he was not gonna get rid of get rid of them. He's like, oh. Did you see that thing I posted on um, the It's Our Turn Instagram? The story, the 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 Jesus one. Let me read it right now. Okay. Because it was it was beautiful. I'm like maybe. It was beautiful. I like it. Did it. Was it's I intoxicated? I posted it so. Oh, you wrote the poem? No, I didn't write it. I posted the poem on the Instagram. <laughs> Are you listening? Are you nope. still drunk? <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, it's it's entitled. Uh, it's by at j j a y h u l m e poet j. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but it, that's the the account, and it's entitled Jesus at the Gay Bar. He's here in the midst of it, right at the center of the dance floor. Robes hitched up to his knees to make it easy to spin. At some point in the evening, a boy will touch the hem of his robe and beg to be healed, beg to be anything other than this. And he will reach his arms out, sweat damp and weary from dance. He'll cup this boy's face in his hand and say, My beautiful child, there is nothing in this heart of yours that ever needs to be healed. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Let's get the goosebumps into tears with the happy ones. I don't remember why I was reading that. Where was I going with that? Because it was pretty. Are we talking about Revelations and uh, Kirk Cameron being gay? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, that's where it stopped. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about Kirk Cameron being gay and then like how Jesus hates the gays, but he really doesn't. Like, and I just thought of that because, you know, I feel like Jesus would go to drag shows. (gasps) Jesus would go to drag shows. That's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to, I'm going to, that's gonna be my. It's gonna be my, Jesus in a drag show. No, I'm gonna. That's gonna be like my bio, autobiography or like my my. I don't know. It's gonna be a book I write. Jesus goes to drag shows. That's gonna be a a, a compilation of stor- stories or poems. Jesus goes to drag shows. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it could be my my first child's my children's book. The first children's book I write. Jesus goes to drag shows. Anyways, we digress. You, uh, you digress. We digress. 
<laughs> joint effort. Look, um, we're in this anyways, together. Back to back to fear and revelations and the rapture. Oh, and the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the Antichrist. Ooh, that's yeah. a fun one. That's a, that's a fun. Antichrist. What the fuck is the Antichrist? It's not Satan, which I feel like the definition of Antichrist is Satan. It's basically like Satan's child. So, uh, so like Rosemary's baby. It's like you said, Rosemary. Rosemary's baby. It's that horror about the the woman who had a demon baby. Yes. <laughs> right. That's what it is, basically. It's like the Antichrist. Like, yeah. So. Apparently, the harbinger of the apocalypse. Apparently, God is not the only person who can impregnate a fourteen-year-old girl. So can their will. Yeah. Mm. So can uh, Satan. So gross. And Satan just hasn't done it yet. Do you think or that maybe Mary? Do you think that Joseph and Mary just kind of like got a little too frisky out in the hay back behind the barn, and then were like, "It was Jesus. It was the divine." Probably. Yeah. I mean, really. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, they were going to stone I mean, her to death. Yeah, more she... power, too. I fucking say whatever the fuck you want. Like, absolutely. Like, she's trying to live, yeah. you know? No, I'm not I'm not faulting her. I'm just Hell, saying what it is. She probably got raped. Honestly, okay, trigger warning. Yeah, that's probably what actually happened, especially yeah. at that time. She was only 14. Oh, fucking, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The fact, though, that, the like, women would just... Property. Get, yeah, and get stoned to death for... Like, they would get raped and then get stoned for it. Like, how about that? I can't. And it, ha- you know what? I don't think we have enough time to get into this, but it hasn't got much better. That's the sad thing. That's nope. the thing that I hate. I, it, it just, I've had, so, real talk here for a second, as opposed to all the fake talk we've been doing up until this point. Um, <laughs> right. Like, I've been just a little overwhelmed. I think the last time we talked, last time we did the show, I had just gotten over COVID. And... I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but I have, and I think I talked about it on the episode, which I fucking haven't edited because I haven't been doing anything with my life. Uh, that's not true. <clears throat> no, that's not true. I have been buying things <laughs> with money I don't have. <laughs> so I haven't been doing nothing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Mary, Jesus, hasn't gotten much better. Devil's son. I can't. It's fucking gone. I hate when this happens. Did, ha- did it have to do with COVID at all? Well, that's well what I was probably. Talking about. <laughs> after COVID. Oh, I was saying that after COVID, I've just been like, ever since I got sick, I was getting sick was really a triggering experience for me. And I have a lot of chronic health issues. Um, and I have a lot of mental health issues. So like a setback like that. It takes me a really long time to recover from, and uh, it takes. We talked about it on the podcast here, but the spoons theory and how you only have if you you know when you're chronically ill, um, you only have so many spoons to work from, and uh, when your spoons are being used up by just surviving, you don't have any extra to manage your mental health the way you need to, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, things the world so it takes a lot of i take it i it takes a lot of energy for me to manage my mental health and keep it where it should be and do the things that i'm supposed to do remember to take my meds remember to avoid you know like being self-aware and being proactive about my triggers and making sure that if i'm feeling like oh this feels like it's going to be anxiety inducing i'm going to you know all of the things all of the tools that like 
it's funny. All of the tools that you're taught to use take energy to use them, and it's it's very exhausting to manage your mental health. Um, and and I think that's not to get on another tangent, but I think that's something. That's one of the things I do wish a lot of people. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. I do wish a lot of people realized more is that you know people think that when you have mental health issues and you're doing better, that means you have more energy and more time. It's like, well, you're doing better. So that means you can, that means that like things are better that you're, that means that like these things went away. So if you're doing better, it's like a cold. Oh, the cold's gone. So that means you're better. No, I am better, but it's because I've learned tools to manage my mental health. And those tools take a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm doing better, but that actually probably means I have less energy or less to give or less to contribute because I'm using that energy to manage my mental health. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And uh, so this last couple of weeks have been extra exhausting and I haven't been sleeping well. And so I don't have those extra spoons to manage my mental health. So things have really been getting to me just like things that like, you know, that normally I can kind of manage my emotions, manage my anger. And some of it I've been kind of appreciating because I'm like, I, you know, I view things in the world and I view, I think about things and how bad things are. And and I just get angry, you Mm -hmm. know, I get really, really just angry at like the injustices that happening. I start thinking about things that happened to me and I start thinking about things that happened to my friends or people that I grew up in church with or all the, and I just get so overwhelmingly angry and frustrated that I just want to like, yeah. You know, I wish there was something physical that I could like take out that like I like I want there to be a uh I say demon, but I think more like angel because I don't you know what? They're all fucked up. I want there to be an entity that I could put all of my trauma into and then fucking beat the shit out of that. You know, but that's not how the world works. You can't well, manifest the entity of injustice and then take care of it. That's why they you know? made Jaeger. <laughs> that is a fact. So. That is an absolute fact. That is that's what alcohol's for. <laughs> and also Apple watches. <laughs> also, also things you don't need. Um but uh yeah, I just that was that was a, a bit of a tangent, but but um it is it's it's related in the sense that I don't know if you feel this way, but this fear that I the, the fear that has been ingrained into me from these things. Um, it's like a Pandora's box for me. I have, through the magic of therapy and self-awareness and just fucking a lot of hard work um, and medication, not gonna, I'm, not, I'm not saying that sarcastically, I have been able to take this fear that has been ingrained into me and put it into that Pandora's box yeah, and lock it away. But that takes, I think, I think I've said this on the, on the podcast before my own, my brain only works in um, movies and magic and musicals. <laughs> that's how my that's brain, true. Right? You, that, that, that makes sense, right? That's a fact. Yeah. And so I think that when I think of managing my mental health, I genuinely do think of it in, in the, uh, the, um, like in the um, concept of like magic, you know, like like it takes, you know, you've created this magical Pandora's box and you've used magic to keep it all of that fear locked into that box. But that takes energy, it takes energy to maintain that. Yeah. And so you're constantly maintaining that 
But it, at any given time, if you let up for a second, mm-hmm. if you get too tired, if you get too sick, if you end up focusing on your anxiety instead of your fear, you know, like if you if you lose focus for one second, that box is open and that fear is yeah free. Right. It's not that I ever. And that is on trauma. That is trauma. That's that's PTSD. That is trauma. You know, like, and I, can you relate to that in the sense that it's like, absolutely, you're not. Um, sorry, I think that we're probably going to be living with this for the rest of our lives. You know, uh, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. That it's people think it goes away. It doesn't. You contain it. Yeah. You learn how to live with it. Right. It's like grief, like how they talk about grief. People <clears> think that you heal from, you don't heal from grief. You learn how to live with it. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how it is. That's how this fear is. I mean, at, it's almost, I almost feel like at any given moment I could like unlock that box and experience it again. Like it's there all the time, yep. all the time. And I'm just constantly working, doing hard work. Anybody with this amount of trauma is doing hard work, you know? Yeah. So to keep your sanity. Yes, genuinely. Yeah. I told you this last week or the week before. I said I genuinely feel like I'm losing my mind. I really appreciated that advice you gave me, by the way. Uh, I, but you genuinely get to the point where it's like I, f- I feel like I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And I'm not saying that sarcastically or disrespectfully. I, I, it feels like my mind is shredding. Mm-hmm. And and you don't and it's you know, I. I I, you know, being self-aware enough, uh, people, I feel like us, where we're at in our journey with our trauma, we, um, we know what that looks like. And we, we want to do the right thing. We want to be healthy. And so I want, you know, you always want to be a step ahead of it. And so you want to do the right thing, but you just don't, you know, it's, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. I mean, shit. I still wake up in the middle of the night panicking oh absolutely yeah um as i used to wake up when i first left the church i used to wake up in the middle of the night um like i'd sit up sit straight up from bed and i'd be saying the words as i woke up like please jesus don't send me to hell i'm so sorry like i would wake up being like please forgive me please forgive me please forgive me and sometimes i'd have to get out of bed and kneel at my bed and pray for a while until i could convince myself that jesus wasn't going to send me to hell and that went on for a while. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I don't particularly wake up. Well, I don't, I don't think anything in the middle of the night because I take sleeping pills. <laughs> 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 so I don't, nothing <laughs> happens in the middle of the night for the most part. Uh, but I do, when I lay down to fall asleep, that 15 to 20 minutes or 30 or sometimes an hour of waiting to, you know, slip into my coma, my medically induced coma. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's that, it's that, that I, those are the thoughts that, that, um, take over, you know, those are the thoughts that take over. So when we talk about fear, you know, I hope that people understand when we're talking about fear, we're talking about, we're talking about something that we live with. We're not talking about a fearful experience. We're not talking about, I'm afraid of the pastor or I'm afraid of the story or I'm afraid of it's it's an additional emotion that has been you know weaved into who we are fundamentally mm-hmm. and we have to learn how to live with that yeah and shit i mean back when we were in church and stuff and we'd have those 
panicky moments mm-hmm. or whatever, and then mm-hmm. we go and tell our pastor or somebody, anybody, you know, I'm having a really hard time, a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic, a lot of fear. They'll be like, well, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep asking forgiveness. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Like, uh, help me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they just tell you to pray more. Yeah. And people, we like, we joke about that, but th- we joke about it because it's a real experience. Like, they genuinely just, their advice was pray more because mm-hmm. God has the answer. Well, yeah. then what the fuck is it? Read your Bible more so that you can have more one-on-one with God and you'll be happier and less stressful. The whole... I'm like, I'm reading the Bible. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm begging Jesus every single day to help me. And the answer's there. Just keep praying. You just gotta, you just gotta trust him. It's there. Where? Where is it? Where is this this mystical answer that exists? Like, what kind of person is like, yeah, I could definitely make you feel better, but I'm not going to. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you why. Good luck. <laughs> Figure it out. God, I've met, I've met drag queens who are nicer than that. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. Good job. You could have been. You could have. You could record a music. You could record a, a laughing track. Yeah. So somebody told me one time that my voice um, sounds like nails on a chalkboard. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. I did the only so rational I, thing and started a podcast. <laughs> I was like, great. I've been told I have a very nice voice, actually. I don't think I do, but I've been told that... You do have... You have, you have a very good radio voice, too, by the way. You know what I would think would be really fun to do? Two jobs I would absolutely love to do. One... Um, Porn? Yes, obviously. Okay. Um, but second to that. That's oh. always like... That's like the... That's like the... There's not. That's not number one. That's just like the standard. There's like <laughs> this always, and then one... And then there's one, two, three, four after that. Right, know? right, right. Um is read audiobooks. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Or um <gasps> you could do that. You or, could No, I really want to. I think that or like voice like that kind of voice acting. I would absolutely love to do this. I use I I I start over. Yeah, please. I listen to I use this a- I just sometimes some days I just don't like being neurodivergent. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like it. Some days I'm like, yes, I have superpowers. And um, I'm fucking I feel like that guy on Psych, the show Psych, where he's like can see everything. Anyways, um, and other days I'm like, I I feel like that kid that can't get the words out when they, you know, that he, that, and I, and and then I, and then that (laughs) guy, that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. What was I saying? What oh, were you this, saying, this, actually? I used this on, on Spotify. Every night I go to sleep to this this show called Get Sleepy. And it's just people in very, like, low, monotone voices. Does it really help? It helps a lot. A lot. I used to just listen to, like, really calm music or something like that. But mm-hmm. this, I, I can tune in if my brain is too active and I can listen to the story that they're telling because they're telling a story that, like, is engaging but it's not like, it's not like, oh my God, what happens next? Like there are stories about a day in the life of a baker or like a walk around this town, you know. That sounds pleasant. But if you don't need, like if your brain isn't super overactive, I can also get lost in my thoughts. And it's just this this nice monotone voice that like, that c- kind of creates 
background noise that you can. See, I just uh, I use a fan. Like I cannot sleep uh, without a fan. I have a fan on. I have a dehumidifier, and I listen to this app because that's how active my brain is. I, it has to be basically like a fucking train going through my room, or else the demons get in. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't have that. I just I have so much I'm I have so much um, I have so much PTSD that I, one of my biggest fears is someone like like uh, I don't want to say breaking into my house but that is just it, that's not the fear it's being like feeling vulnerable and being like my space being invaded my my you know that kind of thing and that could be breaking in coming into my room doing I'm constantly like terrified somebody's gonna break into my house I don't yes, know why me too me too I have uh, and it's PTSD it, it's it's a trauma response because my I didn't have privacy growing up as a kid so first of all we were taught that Jesus could see everything and two, I had a dad that was so controlling that he had to have access to every aspect of our lives. So he would just burst into my room whenever he wanted to. Often when I was like in like vulnerable, like like he, he would tell me to go get changed for whatever we were doing. We're getting ready to leave, go get changed. And then I would go to my room, close the door to get changed. And he would burst in and be like, and don't forget that we're doing this after that. And it was like something I didn't need to know, or he could said through the door. He never knocked, ever. He just, it was that, it yeah. was this power trip of like, I have access to you at all times. Mm -hmm. And that created this irrational fear. It's only been, I'm almost 39 years old, and it has only been in the last year that I can sleep with my back facing my door. I used, I, I had to have a, my back facing the wall because I had to be able to see yeah. all entrances. Yeah, my dad used to make uh, my sister. Um, keep her door open a lot. It's, uh, he didn't do it to my sister, thankfully, but he did it to me, um, all the time, regularly. Um, it was, it's so, it's very, so speaking of fear, I, I have th a constant fear. So before I started using like absence and like background noise and stuff like that, any kind of like, I could hear a fucking leaf fall from a tree and hit the ground any kind of crackle any kind of noise would just send waves of panic through my body it was very difficult did you do you also uh when you go to like when you go to the kitchen or something or going out you'd be as quiet as possible like you're yes. like the microwave you're like Close it. Stop it before it beeps yeah yeah like, always. i still do that i live by my <laughs> i fucking live by myself and i i live by myself well I've said this before, I, I say it often, but like loud noises are my biggest trigger. But you know what I've learned, which is weird, is that the quieter my environment is, the quieter a loud noise is. So it's not just, it is loud noises, so it is really loud cars or like ambulances, you know, sirens, uh, a door slamming, things like that. But if my environment is silent, a microwave going off is disturbing to me loud music is disturbing to me. I can't handle, it's a sensory thing. And I'm not entirely sure if that's... My screeching laugh is disturbing to you. I've been meaning to talk to you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but have you noticed that though? That like, and you know, I, I saw a TikTok recently that it was like, have you seen that trend that it's like, oh, he's adorable. He's traumatized. <laughs> have you seen that one? Mm -hmm. And it, one of them was this person, like, you know, saying that, uh, like, they were playing both parts. So like, oh, they're adorable. And then it said, like, 
walking silently, not making any noise or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're traumatized. <laughs> yeah, I, I tiptoe. Like, I don't make any noise. I don't want to disturb anybody or anything like that. I'm constantly terrified of... Again, it was only in the last, like, two to three years that I, I can watch TV or watch something on my laptop without headphones. Mm. Because I was afraid of someone. I was just afraid of literally disturbing anyone around right. me. Right. It's like weird though, because like all the ki- all the kids in my family, all um, do the same thing. Like we're all being quiet, mm-hmm. you know, at mm-hmm. all times, trying to tiptoe around. And then, but my parents still bang pans together. And well, that's be- yeah, because they were we were afraid of them. You know what I'm saying? They didn't matter what they did because it, it, what mattered, it mattered what we did, you know? You used to, did you get in trouble for making noise? Or, like, if you got too loud when you were playing, would you get in trouble for that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did, too. My dad didn't like loud noise. My dad is definitely neurodivergent, and I don't know if he knows it, but he definitely is. Um, and so... I oh, yeah, we got... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, on road trips and shit like that. Definitely oh, yeah. road trips. Oh, yeah. We, my, I distinctly remember my sister and I getting in trouble for laughing in the backseat because we were laughing <laughs> too loud. And we were, mind you, we were, like, six. We're not, we weren't, like, right. 17. We were, like, five and six, mm-hmm. seven years old. Children. We can't contain our behavior. We are fucking children. Um. But, yeah, we, we started laughing and got too loud. And then we had, we had, we were expected to sit in the car silently. At the earliest, my earliest memory, earliest memories, as early as I can remember, we are expected to sit places silently and not make noise, using fear of punishment as the motivator. Yeah. Fear, it's, it's, it is the basis for everything in our lives, I'm realizing. It is. It really is. Like, I was afraid of my dad. I was afraid of God. I was afraid of church. I was afraid of pastors. Afraid of yourself. Afraid of myself. (laughs) <laughs> to say something else that would be a little inappropriate. <gasps> what? Okay. Like we haven't said anything inappropriate on the show. That's true. Well, I was gonna say. Okay, I'll just say it. <laughs> That's the spirit. I was going to say that I was afraid of myself, afraid of my genitals, because I was so afraid. Because sex is like the fun, oh, fundamental yeah. part of fear, you know. Yeah. So you're afraid of like, f- afraid of that, afraid of experiencing pleasure, afraid of all of that. It was just everything. Everything was just saturated in fear. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I used to. I used to. Get, <laughs> I used to when I um, masturbate. Mm-hmm. My, one of my favorite words, by the way. Masturbate. Do you have to uh, say it like that too? Yeah. So when I would masturbate, Ma- um, I would, I would, in Alabama. In, <laughs> when I'm masturbating in Alabama, let me tell you about <laughs> Let me tell you about that time. Let me tell you about that time. I, uh, I'm masturbating in Alabama. So I was rubbing one off one no, day. <laughs> this is, well, it's, it's internet radio. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Um, so, what was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> we were talking about fear and being afraid of like sexuality and pleasure and, and you know. Oh, so I would be like afraid of yeah. God while I'm doing it. Yeah, totally. I'm like, that- oh. That's that. Th- I think that could be like an episode in it. Maybe we could continue this like this um, conversation of fear. Honestly, and talk we about could like, make this like three parter. I think it should be the whole month of October, but um, even longer. But let's do it. The fear, like, so uh, sexuality is fundamental to people's lives, and I'm not saying 
that like your sexuality or being sexual or, or like, cause I definitely have been learning in the last couple of years that I'm definitely on the asexual spectrum somewhere. Demisexual feels pretty good. Um, uh, for now as a, as a, like a descriptor, but it's still, I still don't quite fully understand it cause I'm not entirely sure where the line of like trauma ends and my sexuality just fundamentally begins or, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, sexuality regardless is just, is, is intertwined into everything that we do and who we are. And so having that fear being mixed into that mm-hmm. is just is really damaging. Yeah. Really, really, really damaging because it's fundamentally who you are being poisoned by being afraid of it. Yeah. That that really fucks you up. That and fucks, fucks no, you up. If you're part of like a church community that you've gr- grown up in your whole life and you're like terrified of coming out. Yep. You know, because they're going to murder you basically you know <laughs> they're gonna shame you they're gonna take you off the yeah. worship team they're gonna do I this ex- and I that experienced and all of that put you in con- all that. conversion therapy and i didn't actually have to go to conversion therapy that's the only one thing i didn't have to do i mean well conversion therapy i didn't have to go to yeah i was gonna say you probably experienced some a conversion therapy camp i experienced a, a concept lot of, conversion. of yes people trying to yes take the queer out of you yeah yeah you queer bow it's interesting because i've always said i've never i've always said that i didn't go to queer the conversion therapy i never experienced that that wasn't part of my but then when i hear people describing what conversion therapy or conversion you know, that what that is mm-hmm. and what they experienced i'm like oh well yeah i went through that but i just didn't have to go to a camp yeah you know, i didn't have to go to a facility they didn't send me off they didn't ship me off yeah to something but i experienced that in my church you know yeah there's a lot of that i was forced to be in a group were you i i went to a um christian version of aa for a while because i was told that um uh, well since homosexuality wasn't real the only thing it could be was sexual addiction and since i was since i was an addict they yeah to christian therapy i went to christian like christian aa not um, aa is kind of fundamental it's kind of founded on religious things um but this was like a straight a straight up christian church um aa recovery how'd that go it was one of the most disturbing experiences in my life not because aa not because it was aa or not because it was christian but the the guilt and shame is rampant. So where do I start? In those programs, in programs, when you're dealing with any kind of like addiction or recovery, mm-hmm. when you add religion to it, which can easily be founded on guilt, guilt and shame, and then you take someone like myself who it's not it's my sexuality. It's who I am. It's not an addiction problem. And you throw them into that environment where you're not relating to it. It's not helping you because you're, you don't have a problem. It's not a problem. So there's no, when you, when you, when you have a mental health issue or you have a health issue, um, the, 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 the focus of 
the the healing and the therapy kind of like like you can filter out the guilt and shame because it's something that you need and you can focus in on that. You have the self-awareness to know that this is something that I need, no matter what it is. Medication, AA, therapy, uh, uh, like I don't know, a fucking venting session with your best friend. Like it doesn't matter what it is that like you're like, yeah, I feel guilty and shameful about this thing because that's what society tells me, but I'm filtering that out because I'm in this thing that I need. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So when you are thrown into that environment, but it's not what you need, there's no filter for the guilt and shame. Yeah. There's no there's no dam that's holding that back so that you can only experience what you need. It's just all at you. Mm-hmm. Full force. And using God as a manipulation factor is just so uncalled for. Th- that reminded me of um, Alabama being and all the if you see a thrift store, there is it's very, very highly likely that that thrift store is ran by a Christian rehab. Oh, yeah. So they're just forced to work. Yep. For have free. You, have you heard? Is it, it? That sounds like Teen Challenge. That sounds like a Teen Challenge thing. Have you heard of Teen Challenge? Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. similar. Yeah. Uh, there's shit ton of them in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not good. That's not how you get over addiction. <laughs> you don't put them to work. Segregate. <laughs> you literally don't segregate people from society and then classify and then classify them by gender. All the quote unquote mm-hmm. men have to be one place and all the quote unquote women have to be the, uh, at the other place. I can go and to I, church four times a week. And I say quote unquote because they're deciding who's a man and a woman and they're also deciding that's the only thing that exists. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they go to church almost every night of the week and during the day they work for free. They work them eight to ten hours a day while the program makes money. They don't get any of that money. They make a shit ton of money. And they go to church multiple times a week and they just fucking white knuckle this addiction and then at the end of the program there's no reintroduction program nope your last day at that program they say bye good luck yeah and then of no course housing. the chances of them coming back is extremely high yes exactly that is the the chance the the likelihood of someone staying sober with that kind of <clears throat> um like like out out pro like uh uh like outtake program is like 90%. It's something outrageous like yeah. that. There's no, it's, it's, uh, oh God, I, I mean, that's like, <laughs> I, I want to burn them all. To, uh, you ever heard of arson? Once or twice. I've heard they're great. <laughs> I like arson. I've heard arson's lovely. It's a really good band. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're beautiful, bright and beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Very warm. Very warm. Very warm personality, I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a hot apple cider. Mm. Um, and it's like a nice sunset that and you create <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a hibachi grill. I've heard of arson. We get along. <laughs> We're friends. We're besties. Honestly, if I have a child, I'm, I'm naming her arson. Oh, yeah, because she can set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. That'd be a great drag name. Arson. 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 Arson, arson something. Arson. Arson. <sighs> we'll come up with it. We'll brainstorm. We'll post it on the Instagrams or something. Arson Parton. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Arson. No. I can't think of anything. I can't. We'll think of it. Well, you know, we'll, we'll work on this. We'll brainstorm. It's yeah. important. This will make this. Priority. This is important. It is. It's Coming very up with important. The name that starts with arson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so. But, um. Fear. Fear. 
<laughs> I feel like the people are going to be afraid of this podcast by the time we're done. God. I'm really sorry for everybody watching live. Oh, you're still live? Yeah. Oh, cute. Oh, that's lovely. We, we're all over the place. I know. We are. All we the really time. are. All the time. But we have fun. I do enjoy this. I really, 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 really want a Moscow mule. <laughs> I thought you were getting ready to say something like deep and like, like, I really want this to reach people. I really want to make a difference. I really want this to like mm-hmm. take off. And, you would think. Yeah. No, no. I really want booze. I just want a Moscow meal. I, mean, I want to drink. <laughs> right now. I would like to drink alcohol, please. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I'm going to eat, though. So. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Look at I actually that. don't have a problem. You know what? I mean, you have a lot of problems. <laughs> You can't just make a blanket statement like that. You know what I have? You know what one of my pet peeves is? This is a completely irrational and unfounded. When, you're, um, when your penis gets caught... Um, in your zipper? No, like in the part of your underwear where it's like you can technically open to pee, but it like somehow wiggles <laughs> its way in there. Does that ever happen? <laughs> no, Tony. It doesn't. I... It does. I do, that's not a universal experience, I don't think. I think it is. Okay. Sure. But anyway, what were you saying? I was going to say how people fucking just slap the label self-care on everything. Oh. They're like, blow okay. my nose, self-care. Mm. <laughs> Moisturize my face, self-care. This is <laughs> this is what self-care looks like. And they're fucking in their pajamas sitting on, on their, in their like fucking $50 you know, sweatpants holding their Starbucks cup watching Netflix and they're like, this is what self-care looks like. Rubbed one off. This is (laughs) (laughs) self-care. Which kind of. (laughs) I mean, self-care is whatever you make it. Like, if you're taking care of yourself. that is self-care. Self-care is self-care, but like, I just can't, I can't handle when self-care, I can't handle when people fucking hashtag self-care on their Instagram posts because they like spent the last 30 minutes trying to take the perfect picture of them sitting on their thousand dollar couch on their fucking 50 inch screen tv i'm just jealous and bitter because <laughs> i'm poor. I'm just jealous and bitter that's what it comes down to <laughs> hashtag self-care I'm you're also a whore oh thank you i was gonna say hmm, i like it when speaking you use of names speaking of peen um i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't in fact actually i feel like we're on the topic uh, <laughs> this is like last night when you I digress. <laughs> okay. What happened last night? When you, Honestly, there's a lot of things that, that you don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah. It was fun, there's, though. <laughs> one, of our, one of our mutual friends who we, like, are very comfortable with, we have a very comfortable relationship with, they got up and, like, were messing with the TV. We were watching Hocus Pocus 2, which was fucking amazing, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. The, new, the new gay archon, young Winifred. That little fucking actress was... I adore her. I adore yeah. her. Young Winifred. That's it. That's the. That's all the rage. Anyways, he was doing something and he bent over in front of the TV and and you were like, oh, look at, ooh, nice. Like you were like, oh, look at that. And I was literally like, had no contact. <laughs> I was just like waiting for him to get out of the way so that I could continue to watch. And you like pointed and you're like, oh, look, look, doing that kind of thing. And I turned around. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch a show about witches. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? I went to oh do a sexual God. contest today. <laughs> I literally I, was just like, I did not know what you were pointing someone at. Someone needs to put me in a straitjacket. <laughs> you would like it. No, it sounds like fun. Actually, mm-hmm. do you ever... We're not belittling mental health in any capacity. Oh, no. By the way. Mm-mm. Not at all. No. 
don't don't say whatever you're getting ready to say. I can feel that's going to be inappropriate. I can mute you. By the way, <laughs> you hold too much power. I hold all the power. Too much. All of it. <clears throat> Would you like some? Would you like to learn how to run the board so you can take some of this responsibility off of me? No. Exactly. Don't gripe about not having power. Actually, I do want to learn. I know. I was. That was just a joke. It was a bit. Comedy. Have you ever heard of it? Cameron said you. <laughs> what? Is Cameron listening? Is Cameron watching? His I life? think so. <laughs> he said. He said. Uh, you're welcome. And something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. Why? I mean, I'm not, but Good. I am a little bit. It was great. I think it was great. It was fucking. There's nothing to be embarrassed about that. Friends should admire each other more often. I think. Cameron, how many shots did I have last night? I don't want to. That's talk actually about this. This a real question. I need to not, know. You know what? <laughs> this has been really fun. We love all of you. <laughs> this has been great. I'm afraid of speaking of fear. I'm afraid about what Tony's getting ready to talk about. I'm actually, we're so, I'm talking about religious trauma. No, you're not. You're talking about all the shots you did and you said peen out of nowhere. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> this is not. The way you said that was so funny. That's how you said it. <laughs> Speaking of peen. I am hilarious. Oh, that's good shit. I don't care who you are. <laughs> that's I don't care who you are. That's funny shit. That's good shit. Oh, good lord. Um, please don't quote Larry the Cable Guy on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> we got three rolls. Yeah, that no self-deprecating humor. That's not true. Don't make jokes <laughs> about. Don't 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 uh make jokes about mental illness and don't say peen. Bring Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. Up. Yeah, okay. those are the only three rules. And the okay. first two, we don't have to abide by. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the third one is firm. <laughs> no Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. <laughs> this has been so It's been great. a blast. I love connecting with you over, you know, fear and terrifying. Yeah, fear-mongering yeah. and yeah. the bit. Yeah, fear-mongering. That's a fun one. We didn't even talk about fear-mongering. I mean, we did, but like we didn't specifically talk about that. I did look up the definition of it, though, the action of deliberately arousing public fear or alarm about a particular issue, which just basically happens a lot. my child. It's actually like all of, all of it. I experienced, I saw it in the queer community this week. Like, fear-mongering is such a tactic that people use, and it's really disgusting to me. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, follow us on Instagram. We have um, an Instagram, it's our turn pod, at it's our turn pod is the Instagram. Mm-hmm. We also have an email. It's our turn pod at gmail.com. Please follow us. Um, we will post at some point before we do the show, like I did today at 1230 when the show started at 1. I forgot. It's okay. It's, it's, it's literally your only job, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Um, God, God, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can listen to our podcast. I've been, I shouldn't be complaining about people not doing their job. I'm four episodes behind on editing. Um, That's not bad, though. Cause you're doing, it stresses me out. Because you're doing God's work, you know? I am doing God's work. Dolly Parton. I'm doing the work. You're doing Dolly, Dolly Parton's work out here. Mother, daughter, Dolly Parton. Um, we uh, have a podcast. You can listen to it on Gmail. Not Gmail. You can't listen to it on Gmail. Um, you can listen to it I'm on trying. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. It's our turn. Queers and Cults. I'm very excited about October because we have two guests. So next week, barring nothing changes, 
Um, it will be me and Emerson and our first guest. Wait, it's tomorrow? I mean, it's next week, the 8th, yeah. Um, our first guest. Uh, and I'm not going to say who they are yet because they'll build up the suspense. And also, in case it changes, you won't mm-hmm. feel bad. But I'm very excited. We have two guests. This um, uh, Your roommate's going to be a, a good friend. You know, like your roommate is going to be a guest on the 22nd. And then... Um, yeah, it's going to be a real... I'm excited about October. It's going to be a really good month. Yeah. Um, so if you would like to be a guest, if you, ha- th- if you have a sh- story to tell, message us on Instagram. I know a couple people have, and I'm going to get these people lined up. I finally started doing it. Um, so that's been... Really, I'm really excited. That's exciting. This one's going to be really good.